Welcome to Transforming Healthcare with Clear Arch Health, a new podcast series brought to you by Clear Arch Health, a leading provider of remote patient monitoring technology and virtual care solutions. Each episode will feature insightful discussions with subject matter experts and clinical leaders on the critical role remote healthcare plays in delivering the right care at the right time beyond traditional care settings. Today, we present Rob Flippo, CEO and founder of Mobile Help, in a talk with Debbie Fisher, Senior Director of Customer Success and Transformation for Clear Arch Health, the sister company of Mobile Help. Listen in as Mr. Flippo, a veteran health tech entrepreneur, holder of seven U.S. patents for communication systems, and a current member of the Board of Directors of the Medical Alert Monitoring Association, shares his take on how innovations in remote patient monitoring continue to transform the delivery of healthcare. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Transforming Healthcare with Clear Arch. I'm Debbie Fisher, Clear Arch Health Senior Director of Customers success and transformation. As a nurse and clinical manager, it has always been especially rewarding for me to work with healthcare entities and hospital systems in providing the essential support that technical expertise and other tools required to meet the needs of patients throughout the continuum of of care, wherever they may be in their healthcare journey. And today, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Rob Flippo, the CEO and founder of Mobile Health and Clear Arch Health. Mobile Health was founded in 2006 and stands as America's leading provider of mobile personal emergency response systems. And ClearArch was launched in 2016 as the healthcare division of Mobile Health, providing the full scale of remote patient monitoring solutions to expand the ability of healthcare providers to serve diverse populations with quality care, especially in between those office visits. Rob, thank you again for your time. Debbie, my pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for uh, the conversation. Awesome. Well, Rob, you have a very interesting background as an engineer. I know you study business management. You have a lot of patents that you hold, and you've been recognized as um, a leader in health technology innovation. You have over 15 years of experience in medical and remote monitoring industry, yet I'm just like the rest of us, I'm sure you couldn't have imagined um, 2020 and what COVID had, has brought um, with it. How do you see the pandemic changing healthcare delivery and in particular, the role of RPM? Yeah, Debbie, you're definitely right about that. We certainly couldn't have uh, anticipated something like COVID-19 and, um, and what its impacts have had on healthcare delivery and fr- frankly, all aspects of, of everybody's life. With respect specifically to remote patient monitoring, I think a lot of the trends were already in place and remote patient monitoring was starting to gain traction slowly um, over time. It's actually been around for a really long time. Most people don't know that over 15 years ago, um, remote patient monitoring was used in people's homes to monitor certain health conditions, generally for um, avoiding hospital readmissions. So for for fairly short stays, people will be monitored using remote um, devices. So some of the trends were already there, but it was really slow to start gaining traction. COVID actually turned out to be a, quite an incredible catalyst for change that m- most people in the industry assumed was going to come anyways, but COVID really catalyzed things and really forced people to, to utilize 
different uh, forms of healthcare delivery because it was a necessity. So if you think about the early days of COVID, one of the first things they did is told everybody to stay home. So particularly people with um, serious health conditions, people who were older, they were told basically to stay isolated and stay in their homes. And so how do you go see your doctor in, in those circumstances? So it really started to require providing care outside of a clinical setting. So a lot of, uh, a lot of entities, a lot of businesses, health systems really scrambled to say, hey, what do we have that can, can, can be used in this situation? And remote patient monitoring, as I said, have been around a long time. And, and I think it was, became very obvious that this was gonna be a way to monitor people in their home, not require them to go see their, their doctor. Um, and I think it, it really pushed the industry ahead by, by many years. The other thing that, that really um, was triggered by the pandemic was the use of virtual care in, in this terms of like being able to visit your doctor virtually. So mm -hmm. people who had never used a, a virtual visit all of a sudden were sort of forced to use a, a virtual visit if they wanted to talk to their doctor. Um, and people actually like it. Like we're, we're now seeing that people in many cases prefer that, that method versus setting up an appointment, going to the office where there's a bunch of sick people. Um, so I think the, the, the catalyst of, for change um, is, is also going to stay. Like a, the genie sort of out of the bottle and, and we're not going to go backwards uh, from here. Yeah, I would agree. I think the pandemic definitely spearheaded um, the movement a whole lot faster than I think it would have done on its own. Um, I also know that ClearArch has been deeply committed to the home health and the senior care sectors. And we're continuing to be more innovative in improving how patients age at home. Tell us a little bit more about your vision for RPM as a tool to enable those seniors to age independently and comfortably and affordable. Yeah, so for us, aging independently is sort of a key theme of our entire business, both the mobile health business as well as the ClearArch health business. And the fact is people want to age independently, obviously. They want to live in their own homes as they age. If you, if you look at a number of surveys, the, the data shows that people would prefer to stay in their home as they get older. Um, so we have to sort of think about what do, you, what do you need to provide to allow somebody to do that? And, and you end up sort of with two prongs to that. One is, how are you going to keep the person safe first, right? So mm -hmm. you think about aging independently, whether it's your mom or my mom or grandparents, often it's, it's a couple, but, but it's also very often a single person, right? So they're, they're living alone. Um, and the first thing you want to do is make sure that they're, that they're safe. So our core solutions on the mobile help side were desi designed to do that, right? So if you're, you're living alone and you, and you have an emergency, you wanna be able to get help quickly, that safety component was sort of the, the, the original um, purpose for the business. We wanted people to have that safety as they were aging independent, independently, but also with some level of mobility. So by introducing sort of modern technology, cellular, GPS, we could let people do that and solve what we believe is sort of the first problem or issue as you think about aging independently. And then the second component of that, the second pillar of that is, is health. So many people as they age, and um, 
I'm sure everybody has has loved ones who are who are dealing with different health conditions have to deal with more health conditions over time and in, and oftentimes dealing with more than one type of type of health condition. So being able to manage those health conditions in your home in a comfortable way is sort of the second pillar and that's really where remote patient monitoring fits in. So being able to um, monitor a, a chronic heart failure or um, or congestive heart failure or COPD or diabetes in a way that's consistent over time and provides for changes in care plans. That's really where RPM fits in, um, fits in really well for people who are aging independently. So what do you have to do to deliver that? You have to have uh, monitoring devices in the home so that people can take their weight, take their blood pressure, take their blood glucose, and send that data somewhere so that people can monitor the, 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 um, those conditions over time. And rather than waiting for three months or six months before you go see your primary care physician, make changes as, as, the, as they're needed along the way. So I think it's been, it's been proven that the, um, being able to catch issues earlier in a, in a change cycle leads to better outcomes, leads to, to better healthcare. So I think that's really where we see um, remote patient monitoring playing a big role as people, um, as people age independently in their own homes, in the comfort of their own homes. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And I know one of the things that we saw come out of the pandemic as well, where many people believe that the older adults were really adverse to using technology, but I think we've seen that that may not be um, as true as it was before. Um, as during COVID, many seniors really became comfortable connecting with their families and a variety of different um, video platforms. Um, we're also finding many patients are embracing technology to monitor their health conditions that you had mentioned as well and staying connected with their providers. Any more thoughts around how seniors are responding um, in particular? Sure, yeah, I've seen this in my own personal life. So my dad was never a iPad person or, or smartphone person, but um, he's now an avid iPad user and finally gave up his flip phone. He said he was reluctant about it, and he still complains about the smartphone and I can't do this and I can't do that, but yet he's on it all day long. So I know, <laughs> I know he's actually uh, embracing the technology. And, and I think initially it was a way to connect with family, right? So he was able to, for the first time, just text message back and forth, which was, sounds like a simple thing to us because we do it all the time, but it allowed him to have a connection to, to uh, family members and using um, video, video uh, conferencing, um, iChat or, or whatever app, you, app you're using to actually see loved ones was sort of the first step. And it's not a huge leap between that and having your doctor on the other end, right? Who's, who's on your phone and, and you're having a conversation with them. So I think, again, I think it's another one of those trends that was already starting. Um, in my dad's case, they just literally didn't make the same flip phone anymore. So he was forced into, into moving to a smartphone. But I, I think, again, COVID really just sort of pushed people along. And it was a good excuse to, to, to get one of these new devices for a loved one and get them, get them sort of using the, the technology. So 
Um, I, I think we're going to see that continue. We still do see a fair amount of resistance to technology in general from the senior population. So one of the things that we do here really well at Mobile Help and Clear Arch Health is we build technology that's really, really simple to use, right? It's got to be simple to use, easy to understand, um, not have too many options. Honestly, you have to keep things pretty simple to really get them to quickly embrace it. But we're, we, we see that, um, that continuing to expand in terms of adoption. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And I think you're right that simplicity is the key to um, our older population embracing that. Now, switching gears just a little bit. Um, so this is our first episode of our new podcast. And I know we have a great lineup of topics and guests um, to center around the practical applications of RPM for our hospitals and health system, physician practices, medical groups, home health agencies, and payers. We also believe very strongly in the value of analytics and better managing and measuring the ROI and the advantages of um, the mobile RPM platform. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that if you if you put your put yourself in the shoes of a health system or a payer or a physician practice, um, they all have slightly different goals in mind, right? So they're all they're all trying to 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 run their business or trying to make profits. Um, at the end of the day, though, there's ultimately going to be a shortage of healthcare workers for the number of people who are sort of aging in place as the baby boomer population ages. So if we don't figure out how to use more technology and analytics, you literally won't have enough people to care for all the people who are gonna need care. So um, the payers may look at um, cost savings and how they're gonna utilize the technology to provide more um, healthcare to a larger number of people with, with fewer with fewer resources, because to them it, it potentially saves, saves dollars. But at the end of the day, the shortage of healthcare workers is going to drive the need for, um, for adding more technology over time to, to, to solve these problems. And where analytics becomes really important is that you, you imagine over time sort of millions of people being monitored for, for different conditions. And just think about the amount of data that's flowing into some system somewhere there has to be some smarts behind that, right? Because otherwise you'd need more people looking at all the data to figure out what to do than you would have needed just by sending maybe a nurse out to, to visit everybody. So the analytics component of it becomes really important to, to really leverage um, the resources that you have. So having all of that data flow in and be analyzed in a really smart way so that you can pick up on um, somebody's condition that's deteriorating and make a change very quickly um, it is where is where the technology is going to go so I think I think um, that's that's a big component of it and kind of thinking about that growth of technology um, can you give us a quick preview ahead as to what do you see as some of the innovations um, for RPM kind of forthcoming? Yeah, I think the I think the obvious ones everybody's seen that there's more and more things that you can do on your smartphone, right? So the the ability to have applications running on your smartphone that do anything from games to social media 
and now healthcare, that's just going to continue. So there's going to be more and more applications. We're launching the ClearArch mobile app for exactly that reason. So people already have a smartphone. They don't necessarily need another device to collect the data. They just need a simple application that allows the data to be collected and then sent to the right system for, for analysis and, and, and care management. But beyond just sort of um, what I would call sort of appifying healthcare, there's also a crazy number of amazing sensor technologies that are coming to market. Um, sensors that can measure blood pressure on your wrist and, and heart rate and um, um, respiration rate. They're, these devices are getting smaller. They're getting more accurate. <clears throat> Historically, they've been more sort of like toys, like things that, that were novelties, I would say. <clears throat> but as the technology gets better, these devices are more accurate. And some of them are now starting to become FDA approved. So you can imagine a day when you're basically wearing a, a wearable device. Maybe it's in the form of a, of a watch that's collecting a bunch of this data and you don't even know it, right? You're not necessarily taking that that time to go put on a blood pressure cuff or do your, do your um, blood glucose readings. Um, it's all just happening in the background. It's gonna take time to get there, but I could certainly imagine a day when that's happening where this data is just coming off your, off your device into a system that, that's helping, um, helping to manage your conditions. What I think doesn't change though, is that it's not all automated, right? Like everything can't be automated. And as a clinical person, you can probably appreciate this, Debbie, that there's still a need for some level of clinical care mm -hmm. to manage the exceptions, right? So there's data flowing in, and but you need smart people who have your, your background to say, okay, now what do I do with this? How do I, how do I change the care plan? Do I need to reach out to the person? I think those kind of things are still a necessary component. So it's not going to be sort of all robots and automation doing this. Yeah. And I think you're right on that. And kind of going back to your other point, when you talked a little bit about that analytics, and again, that's where that balance um, of technology, because you don't have as many caregivers, you do need to have a better understanding of who needs our help today. Um, I think that's where those two flow in. Well, this has been very fascinating and I'm excited to learn and can't wait to hear more about what's coming forth. But that does conclude our podcast for today. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us. And I also want to thank you, Rob. Um, you gave a, us a lot of insight on what's coming and what has also transpired as well. So we thank you for that. Thanks, Debbie. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you for helping us launch our first podcast today. I really enjoyed the discussion. I'm looking, And I'm looking forward to our next episode of Transforming Healthcare with Clear Arch Health. Thanks for listening to Transforming Healthcare with Clear Arch Health. To learn more about remote patient monitoring, please visit the Clear Arch Health website at cleararchhealth.com. And be sure to tune in next month for more from Clear Arch Health.